Hello and welcome. It's Thursday, December 1st, and you're listening to Arizona's News Roundup, the weekly podcast that gets you caught up on all the biggest stories in the state on your time. I'm your host, Taylor Kinnerup, breaking news editor here at KTAR News. On this podcast, we're breaking down all the top stories happening right now to keep you in the loop on all things Arizona. And we also look ahead at what's to come to make sure you know what to keep an eye out for until our next episode. For this week, we're breaking down President Biden's recently announced visit to Arizona, the fate of the Tempe Entertainment District. But first, we're starting in Cochise County. Cochise County is the lone county in Arizona to not certify its canvas of the 2022 midterm election. But this decision didn't happen overnight. So let's back up. Prior to the November 8th election, the Cochise County Board of Supervisors had openly questioned election integrity in the state and held multiple meetings in an attempt to try to circumvent the system and hand count their county's votes for the midterm election. The Cochise County Board of Supervisors ultimately voted in favor of that hand count, despite warnings from the Cochise County attorney and the Arizona Secretary of State's office that it would be illegal. On November 7th, one day before the midterm election, an Arizona judge blocked Cochise County from conducting a full hand count of early and in-person ballots. KTAR legal analyst Barry Markson says with so many races and propositions on the ballot this year, a full hand count would have been both slow and labor intensive. It's consistent with what most legal scholars, lawyers, and election officials have been saying, which is that a full hand count, as envisioned by the Cochise County Board of Supervisors, violates current Arizona election law. And while this stopped the hand count, the Cochise County Board of Supervisors were vocal about their disappointment in Election Day issues in Maricopa County. A side note to explain that. On Election Day in Maricopa County, some ballots were difficult for ballot tabulators to read due to a printer issue that caused the ink to appear too light to get an accurate read. Roughly 70 voting centers experienced some variation of this issue in Maricopa County. And while the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors has received backlash for this, the board has insisted that all those who followed election procedure were able to vote and have that vote counted. But back to Cochise County. Following the election, the Cochise County Board of Supervisors said they wouldn't certify the canvas of their election, despite being legally required. Mojave County had also delayed their canvas as an act of solidarity with voters in other counties that they felt were wronged. While Mojave County later certified its canvas, Cochise stood its ground. Fast forward to this week. On Monday, Cochise County's Board of Supervisors voted 2-1 to to not certify the canvas of its election results. This Monday, November 28th, was the statewide deadline for all counties to certify the canvas of their elections. Just a few hours after the vote, the Arizona Secretary of State's office issued a lawsuit against the county. The complaint states the board didn't fulfill its duty to certify the election on Monday, which would potentially disenfranchise the voters of Cochise County. Allie Bones with the Secretary of State's office explains this delay now gives the Secretary of State's office very little time to finalize the statewide election results by the December 5th deadline. It is a lot of work to compile the statewide canvas report, but our office is also professionals and they will do what they have to do in the time frame that we have to do it. The lawsuit calls on the board to canvas the election by today, Thursday, December 1st, so there is enough time for the office to prepare for the December 5th certification. 
And one former attorney general and former Maricopa County attorney have written a letter to the current attorney general, Mark Burnovich, calling on him to investigate Cochise County. Former Maricopa County attorney Rick Romley spoke with KTAR's Gatos and Chad show, emphasizing the legal action from the secretary of state's office. I do not believe that we can go forward, and that's why uh, the secretary of state has filed a mandamus action, which basically asks the court to order them to do their statutory duty. While former AG Terry Goddard went a step further. It's a class six felony. That's the lowest of the felonies, and it could be pled as a misdemeanor, but that could carry as much as a six-month sentence. Plus, if they were found guilty, they would be removed from office. Originally, the board was scheduled to meet Friday, December 2nd, following its Monday vote, but KTAR is now getting word that the board met today, Thursday, December 1st, at 11 a.m. We're still working to get word of what was said in the meeting, and there is a court hearing scheduled for 1 p.m. today. Now we wait to see if the Arizona Supreme Court will make a ruling or if the board will have a change of heart to canvass the election by the end of the day. As we await that news, the state is also buzzing in preparation for a big guest. This week, President Joe Biden announced he'd make a trip to Arizona on Tuesday, December 6th. This will be Biden's first trip to Arizona since he became president. The last time he was in the Grand Canyon state was while he was hitting the campaign trail in 2020. But his wife, First Lady Jill Biden, was here as recently as last month, just days ahead of the midterm election to help campaign for Arizona Democrats. President Biden will be taking a victory lap in the valley when it comes to manufacturing. He'll be here to visit the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Facility that's currently under construction in North Phoenix. Chris Camacho with the Greater Phoenix Economic Council is among the many business leaders welcoming the president's visit. Biden's trip comes the same day that equipment is expected to be moved inside the plant, which Camacho describes as a landmark day in Arizona. This is of global significance uh, to have the president here to celebrate along with our governor and our mayor and a number of parties that came together to make this, uh, this possible. KTAR also spoke with Senator Mark Kelly about the president's trip. In an exclusive interview, Kelly told Arizona's Morning News that this facility will continue to flourish under the Biden-backed CHIPS Act, which both Kelly and Arizona senior U.S. Senator Kirsten Sinema championed for in the U.S. Senate. It's going to create thousands of really high-paying jobs for Arizonans. Uh, Many of these jobs are not going to require a four-year degree, and it's going to lower costs. And it is incredibly important to our national security. However, some are taking note of where the president won't be visiting. So far, there are no reported plans for the president to visit the border while in Arizona. It's also uncertain whether or not the president intends to meet with Arizona's governor, Doug Ducey. The governor's office tells KTAR they always welcome any presidential visit to the state, but have not been invited to meet with the president while he's in the Grand Canyon state. KTAR will cover the president's visit in its entirety, so be sure to tune in in real time for everything from traffic delays to what is said while President Joe Biden is in Arizona. And while there's been plenty of hard news out of Arizona recently, one story making big headlines this week falls under the category of entertainment. It's one nothing Coyotes! The Arizona Coyotes are one step closer to getting a new home in Tempe. The Tempe City Council voted unanimously this week to move ahead with the proposed entertainment district and arena. The project would also include office space, residential units, retail space, and two hotels. Now the Coyotes must gather the signatures needed to get it on the ballot for next spring. Tempe Mayor Corey Woods spoke at the meeting this week. The best entertainment slash arena deal that's been put together in the history of this state. But some Tempe residents disagree. This is a foolish thing to do, to add a third arena to the Phoenix area. 
We'll see both increased traffic as well as increased rents. The Coyotes argue, though, that the district would bring 7,000 jobs to the area. And there are also plenty of big names promoting the idea. The National Hockey League commissioner, Gary Bettman, was also at this week's meeting advocating for the arena. This club wants to be here, and frankly, the NHL wants the club to be here. And the Coyotes' president and CEO, Javier Gutierrez, told KTAR's Gatos and Chad show he's personally focused on gathering those signatures to let voters decide. Obviously very thankful for the council for a 7-0 vote, a unanimous unanimous approval of this $2.1 billion privately financed sports and entertainment district. We expect updates on whether or not the Coyotes get the number of signatures needed in the next 10 days. If they do get enough signatures, the issue will go to a vote in a special election for Tempe residents on May 16th. So that's it. You're all caught up for this week, the week of November 28th, 2022. But here's what's ahead. Like I mentioned, President Biden is coming on Tuesday, December 6th. So be advised, traffic may be impacted by a presidential caravan from Sky Harbor to North Phoenix. We'll also keep an eye out on who will or won't meet with the president while he's here. Depending on what happens at the county level, Arizona's election results are expected to be certified on Monday, December 5th. Once the election is certified, we could see lawsuits from Republican Abe Homiday, who narrowly lost to Democrat Chris Mays in the race for attorney general. Republican candidate for governor Carrie Lake may add on. Team USA has advanced to the knockout stage of the World Cup. They play the Netherlands this Saturday at 8 a.m. And can the U.S. Senate head off a possible U.S. rail strike? The unions have threatened to strike if an agreement can't be reached before a December 9th deadline. Valley economist Jim Round says a strike would bring higher prices on food, gas, and more with inflation already at a 40-year high. Remember, you can read more on all the week's top stories and get breaking news in real time on KTAR.com. You can also listen live on 92.3 FM or to take KTAR everywhere you go, just download the KTAR News app for articles, podcasts, and of course, breaking news. And with that, I'm Taylor Kinnerup, and you've been listening to KTAR's Arizona's News Roundup. Until next week.